So I was nervous heading in to my first appointment with my psychologist. I didn't want to do it. I was even angry that I quote unquote had to do it, even though I didn't have to. But I decided finally with my wife, yes, we're going to do this. I scrounged up the money. I didn't want to spend the money on it, but we're going to do this because I was finding out something's going on. Later, I would come to know it was clinical depression, crippling anxiety, mood disorder. So we're visiting this psychologist and I'm like, here we go. We're going to do this. I walk in and he asked me a question that just annoyed me and confused me. I walk in the door and he says, hey, so do you exercise? And in my head, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm here for my brain, my mind, my emotions, my soul, spirit, not my glutes. Why are you asking me about exercise? <laughs> that was the small box I had exercise in, right? But little did I know at the time how interrelated my spirit, soul, and body was. They're all entangled. And each one can influence the other. Your entire being, you've heard me say this before, according to 1 Thessalonians 5, 23-24, is spirit, soul, and body. Check this out. God loves the idea of you having a body so much that he's going to give you a new one when it's all said and done, right? He doesn't have to do that, but he is. I think that's pretty cool. He loves the idea of spirit, soul, and body. You're an incredible and glorious fidget spinner <laughs> in which one part of you affects the other parts of you. Touch one and the others feel it. So when it comes to emotional health, mental health, our well-being, our goal on Illuminated Soul is to address it on all levels if we can. Today, we're going through the body door, so to speak, to remind ourselves of the importance and incredible benefits that exercise and natural supplements offer for emotional and mental health. And no, this is not some kind of thing where you're going to end up feeling guilty for not exercising. I'm going to give you a bunch of routines. No, I'm talking about awareness. I just want you to know what you have at your disposal. It's amazing. I didn't know it for a long time. But boy, once I uh, woke up to that reality and engaged with it, using my body to benefit my mind, my soul, my spirit, it's amazing. God is just ingenious, you know? Now, I do, I do need to say this. Before you engage in anything I share with you on this episode, in any exercise routine or taking natural supplements, please consult your own doctor first. Uh, I'm just sharing from my own personal experience and researched. I am not a licensed anything, okay? <laughs> All right. Depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. Did you know that? And Dr. Adam Shekrud, assistant professor of psychiatry at Yale University, said there is an urgent need to find ways to improve mental health through health campaigns. He went on to say exercise is associated with a lower mental health burden across people, no matter their age, race, gender, household income and education level. It doesn't discriminate. Isn't that amazing? The American Psychological Association put out an article years ago, a while ago, like 2011 of December, about the exercise effect. In it, they cite James Blumenthal, a clinical psychologist at Duke University. He has explored the mood-exercise connection through a series of randomized controlled trials. In one study, he and his uh, colleagues assigned sedentary adults with depression to one of four groups— Supervised exercise, home-based exercise, antidepressant therapy, or a placebo pill. After four months of treatment, 
Blumenthal found patients in the exercise and antidepressant groups had higher rates of remission, and he concluded exercise was generally comparable to antidepressants for patients with depression. What? You got to be kidding me. That is amazing. Comparable. Exercise antidepressants generally comparable for patients with depression. Wow. What do you and I have at our disposal? (laughs) Blumenthal followed up with the patients one year later. Subjects who reported regular exercise at the one-year follow-up had lower depression scores than did their less active counterparts. He ended by saying, Exercise seems not only important for treating depression, but also in preventing relapse. What? (laughs) Wow. Physical activity stimulates the release of dopamine, norepinephrine, hope I pronounced that correctly, serotonin. They're these brain chemicals that play an important part in regulating your mood. In fact, a single workout will immediately increase levels of that good stuff. Immediately. And can improve your ability to shift and change your focus, which is important. Remember, I always say, what has your focus has you. And focused attention creates the brain you live with. Research shows that exercise can actually change the brain's anatomy, uh, physiology, and function. All that to say, I'd like to put it this way. Your body is a pharmacy that has all the drugs you need. All the good stuff. It's amazing. And diet and exercise are key ways we access that physical pharmacy. The the, the physiology, the, the neurotransmitters, how God designed you physically. It's just amazing. And it's all there. And you know what releases it, among many things? Exercise! And it's free! (laughs) Can you believe that? It's mind-blowing. Regular exercise helps balance your body's level of stress hormones, reduces anxiety, relieves stress. Exercise even promotes neural growth and reduced inflammation in the brain. Wendy Suzuki, a professor of neuroscience, says that exercise can protect your brain from depression. It also increases the ability to focus and keep attention with better mood and energy. And she says something profound. Exercise is the most transformative thing that you can do for your brain today. I'll say that again. Exercise is the most transformative thing you can do for your brain today. Now, yes, there are different schools of thought regarding how much one should exercise. Some studies say even just 10 minutes a day, five days a week, does it. And then some say 45-minute workout. I've personally experienced the benefits of both, you know. But according to Wendy Suzuki, the rule of thumb she offers is 30 minutes of exercise, three to four times a week. And here's the key. You want to get your heart rate up, cardio. Walking, running, biking, skipping, running in place, dancing, however you want to do that, do it. It's simple. Just get the heart rate up. Get the lungs working. Speaking of the lungs, check out a previous Illuminated Soul episode from July 22nd of 2020 called When Am I Breathing? That's very helpful, too. You know, when I first started exercising, when when that psychologist said, do you exercise? Uh, I, I, I started to go to the gym. But the way I exercised was by weightlifting. I, I hit the weights. I didn't do cardio. And it helped a little. I still enjoyed it. 
But the truth is, I just became a larger version <laughs> of my depressed self. <laughs> Does that make sense? At one point, I was a beefy, heavy, weightlifting 250 pounds, <laughs> but still dealing with depression and anxiety. Now, I weigh about 190. I lift lightweights and do anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes of cardio five times a week. And the benefits are simply amazing. And I, and I, I every time I talk about this, I just... I, I worship God. I just thank God. I'm like, wow, God, thank you for creating us in such a way that we can use our bodies to benefit our spirits and souls. And be encouraged. Don't start where you can't, but start where you can. Consult your physician or your healthcare professional for advice before going on a regimen, but in simplicity, start small, five or 10 minutes. And as you begin to experience the physical and emotional benefits, most likely you'll be inspired, encouraged, and want to make the exercise sessions a little longer. And I know it can be hard to exercise when you're depressed or overwhelmed with anxiety. I get it. It stinks. I'll just say it. It stinks. Who wants to exercise when they're down? But you can do this. A few tips, as I said, start as you can, not as you can't. Start with five minutes, even one minute. If you just, just one minute. Pinpoint, here's another piece of advice. Maybe pinpoint the time of day, morning, noon, evening, when you feel most alert, energized, and, and work out then. Make sure it's something you enjoy. That's a good idea. Exercise could be within the context of a sport you enjoy or something as simple as dancing or walking the dog. And think about doing it with a friend or a group of friends who can inspire you and cheer you on. It's amazing what you and I have at our disposals in these things that we call bodies. And then there's diet and natural supplements. I'm not going to get into diet. You, you, you know the importance of eating well, right? But the natural supplements, that, that was really intriguing to me. During my depression and anxiety years, I was on... Uh, lithium, Lamictal, Lexapro, Effexor. Those are not natural supplements. <laughs> Those are antidepressants, mood stabilizers, and so forth. I was on a lot of medication, and people often ask me if they should take antidepressants and other medications or not. My answer is simply do what you have faith to do. Do what you have faith to do. Whatever you choose, do it in faith. Meaning, I had faith, along with my wife to take medication for six years. Now, you might have the faith not to, but if you're afraid to, I encourage you to examine why are you afraid. I took medication with the awareness that it would not completely fix or heal me, but with the understanding that it was a helpful step in my healing journey. I didn't set my mind on a goal. You know, I'm only going to take it for this many days or this many years. It was just, well, well, it's a tool. It's a tool that serves us. We don't serve it. I'll say it again. That Any kind of antidepressant medications, I like to look at it that way. It's a tool that serves you and me. We don't serve it. And of course, consult your physician uh, before going on meds, uh, of course, or going off them as well. So that's my little tidbit about, about that. But I've been off of them since 2008. Having said that, I've been taking natural supplements ever since then as a part of the dietary aspect of my emotional health and mental health regimen. 
You know, what you eat dramatically affects the health of your brain, <laughs> right? It's amazing. A lot of natural supplements that can be helpful. I'm just going to list off some. And as I said, consult your doctor. Vitamin D, that's a big one. A lot of us are vitamin deficient. Vitamin B12, something called rhodiola, 5-HTP, vitamin B6, kava, ashwagandha, ginkgo biloba. I know, tryptophan, <laughs> uh, magnesium, zinc, just to name a few. Again, consult your doctor. You can find a, a lot of these that I mentioned at any health food store. Uh, and I share these just out of experience. I, I've, I've used and use all of these at, at one point and, and specific ones even now like L-theanine and GABA. GABA is a naturally occurring, these are my two favorites, so I'm going to share a little bit about this. GABA is a naturally occurring amino acid that works as a neurotransmitter in your brain. Neurotransmitters function as chemical messengers. GABA is considered an uh, uh, inhibitory neurotransmitter because it blocks or inhibits certain brain signals and decreases activity in your nervous system. So when GABA attaches to a protein in your brain known as a GABA receptor, it produces a calming effect. This can help with feelings of anxiety, stress, and fear. GABA is found naturally in varieties of green, black, and oolong tea. Well, that's pretty cool. And then another favorite one, L-theanine, which can also be found in uh, tea, especially green tea. L-theanine reduces anxiety by increasing alpha brain wave activity. Uh, it's amazing. And then you get these all these certain chemicals going in the brain, serotonin, dopamine, which influence mood, sleep, emotion. Just beautiful. Other benefits of L-theanine? Better mental focus, improved sleep, reduces resting heart rate, blood pressure, you know, relaxation, increased cognitive performance. And you have it at your disposal right there in the form of green tea. Yes, you can get L-theanine and GABA in uh, pill forms as well. So that's just from my personal experience, my journey thus far. I really have enjoyed and, and derived much benefit from those supplements. And I just wanted to share it with you as a friend. But in closing, what we're talking about is a conscious choice to use your body to bless your brain so that your brain can bless your mind. <laughs> it's almost a tongue twister. I'll say it again. We're talking about a conscious choice to use your body to bless your brain so that your brain can bless your mind spirit, soul, and body. You have the power to choose to start this. You do. And I am praying for you. As a matter of fact, I pray for you the words of John from 3 John 1-2. I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. I can't thank you enough for listening to Illuminated Soul. Download the free Access More app for all the weekly episodes and to catch new faith-based podcasts like In Pursuit with Mike Weaver of Big Daddy Weave. I always enjoyed hanging out with him when I, I worked at K-Love. That was a blast in, in Christian radio. Mike is literally traveling the country in an RV. Seriously, In Pursuit of Inspirational Stories for People Who Realize that we are not perfect, but are in pursuit of the one who is Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? It's all at accessmore.com. 